With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, and Jerry Keezer. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report, show number 166 for February 11th, 2021. I updated the date on my prep this week. Very proud of myself. Still a little thing. How could it be 166 shows, Scott? Uh, I mean, how can we be having this much fun? It's, a, it's a 166 hours worth of fun, I guess. I don't. I don't know. Unless you count the uh, the couple shows that ran a little long. Yeah. What did you do with your connection? You sound all muffled now, Ron. We need to get your connection oh, fixed. No. Anywho, uh, welcome to the uh, Hammer I'll Down. Be, I'll be right back. Okay. I'll be right. <laughs> welcome to the Hammer Down Racing Report, uh, presented by Oakshade Raceway. Coming at you live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Make sure to uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, at Hammer Report, follow us on YouTube. Uh, you listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform, which, uh, what's your favorite, Jerry? Oh, wait, you're still muted. Why are you still muted? Why am I still muted? Oh, there yeah. we go. You're, you're YouTube now. music. YouTube music? Yep. Are we on there? Formerly Google, formerly Google Play music. Yes, we are there. Yes. <laughs> you can listen to us on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever. I listen to uh, Google Podcasts most of the time. Uh, where I check out my podcast. Amy, uh, the voice there at the beginning, uh, she's the one that does our voices, used to be on uh, 104.7 WIOT. She actually does a podcast as well called uh, Horrific Heartland, I do believe. It's like a mm-hmm. haunted kind of thing. I haven't listened to it. I want to listen to it. I keep seeing posts about it, but uh, uh, eventually we'll uh, I'll, I'll get a chance to check that out. Uh, tonight on the show, we will uh, feature Dirt Modified Late Model Sprint and whatever else driver Brian Ruhlman, who... Uh, Back from Florida, racing down the uh, Dirt Car Nationals um, and having some issues with my button pushing tonight. For some reason, it's not. I don't know if it's my mouse. I, I'm thinking it's not if you're having the same issues there, Jerry. There we go. I, I don't know what the deal is. Everything's moving right, but when I something, I'm having to click multiple times to get it to work. Okay, yeah. Yeah, me too. And then we lost uh, Ron, so I don't know. Things happen for some reason. want to thank our sponsors. Make sure you support them as well because uh, without them, uh, the show would not be possible. Of course, Oakshade Raceway, we're the fastest meet to race. They have uh, a few dates uh, that I have posted on the website, oakshaderaceway.com, uh, for the 2021 race schedule. You can check that out. Uh, we'll talk about that uh, a little bit later. Um. <laughs> I keep seeing Ron pop up there. I think I see him now. I think Ron's back. Ron Miller. Oh, I am. Ron Miller, Scott Hammer, Jerry Keezer. It is your entire Hammer Down Racing Report crew. Also got to thank Real Geese Silhouette Decoys, the most technologically advanced goose and duck decoys ever produced, and they're manufactured here in the U.S. 
Check out realgeese.com or call 419-800-8100. Millstream Speedway, that uh, race a uh, week from Saturday, the Hangover 2, it's uh, it's looking like it's going to be interesting. Temperature's not going to get above freezing anytime before then. Track is uh, not going to be track conditions will not be an issue as far as whether or not the event's going to happen. Track conditions will be an issue for people like uh, Ron Miller and myself to try and figure out <laughs> how or what we're going to do. Bring your thermoses full of hot toddies that are going to be sitting in the stands to watch. It's going to be a cold one, but it's going to be fun. Yeah, that's coming up on February 20th, and uh, they got a Facebook Live coming up next Wednesday. You can check out on uh, their Facebook page. That's Millstream Speedway. Got to thank Big D's Pizza and Clyde, sponsor on uh, Devin Moran. And uh, he's still trying to get uh, get his first win. He's had some bad luck. I guess uh, last night I was talking to Dean Henry and uh, broke a drive shaft. Dean said in the chat tonight, right now, uh, Devin's over overall quick time tonight at Volusia County. So right. maybe tonight Ooh. will be the night. Maybe. I hope so. It's got to be the uh, hammer down. Can't be the hammer down racing report curse. That would suck. Yeah. And, of course, Ron Miller Race Cars in Lamberville, Michigan. His uh, work on race cars is much better than his internet works. Um, that's why I take my, my car all there all the time. And he's very affordable. And he's got race car parts, safety equipment. And speaking of safety equipment, a couple of weeks, uh, we lost him again. <laughs> speaking of safety equipment, uh, in a couple of weeks, uh, we're going to have a show about uh, safety equipment. We're actually... Uh, working on getting Jay Steele, the safety director at Motor City Racing and at uh, Kalamazoo Nashville Speedway on in conjunction with Matt Swander. Thanks uh, for hooking us up with that. And uh, next week on the show, uh, looking forward to this one. If you haven't heard of Amber Balkin, um, you might want to look her up. She's going to be our guest on the show, and uh, we'll be talking about uh, her uh, racing career and what she's got planned for this year. She hasn't announced uh, what she's doing yet, uh, but Tuesday she's going to be making a big announcement, and then we'll uh, have her on the show uh, a week from uh, Thursday. So looking forward to that. Absolutely. Uh, while we try and get uh, Ron connected, Jerry, why, why don't we go through all the racing action uh, in our racing roundup, and then we'll talk to Brian Ruhlman here in just a little bit. Sounds good. This week's racing roundup, the All-Star Circuit of Champions were in action last week. The Carson Macedo won Thursday's 25-lap sprint feature Thursday at Volusia. Next up for the All-Stars will be Attica Raceway Park on April 9th and 10th. The World of Outlaws NOS Energy, Energy Drink Sprint Cars in action with Brad Sweet, the defending champion, winning Friday night at Volusia County by 1.128 seconds over runner-up Logan Schuhart. Saturday's event was rained out. On Sunday, Donnie Schatz led the first 28 laps of the 30-lap main event and then slowed with mechanical issues due to a defective ignition box. Logan Schuhart went on to pick up the win in the final night of the sprint car portion of the Dirt Car Nationals. It was his second win of the week to take the Big Gator Championship. Uh, the Outlaws were scheduled to be at DC Speedway in Georgia and Talladega Short Track on Friday and Saturday. However, those were canceled due to rain and frigid temps uh, predicted for this weekend. So the Outlaws did cancel those events. The next events on the schedule will be Magnolia Speedway next week on February 19th and the Rev in Louisiana on February 29th. Hey, wait a minute. You're trying to trick me, Scott. There is no February 29th this year. It must be the 28th. That was last year. <laughs> the uh, Dirt Car Nationals Modifieds were in action. Uh, Jason Hughes and Kyle Strickler were winners in last week's, last Thursday's Twin 20s at Volusia. Friday night had five feature races. Winners were David Rudeman, Clay Harris, Chad Roush, Nick Allen, and Richard Michael Jr. Saturday's action was rained out. 
Nick Hoffman and Steve Arpman, Arpin were the winners of the Gator Duels on Sunday. Justin Algeyer won Monday's Gator Championship feature at Volusia. That was supposed and to be the 20th. Modeling. Sorry. The 20th. Okay, the 19th and <laughs> the 20th. So next weekend at uh, Magnolia. That was a typo. I wasn't trying to fool you there. I know. I figured. Okay. Uh, late model action, Tim McCready won Monday's late model action at Volusia with Mark Whitener finishing second. With last week's de- guest, Devin Moran finishing third. Bobby Pierce earned his first Gator Trophy win in Tuesday night's action with Moran finishing second. Devin tonight is, uh, like uh, Dean posted in the chat, uh, quick time tonight down at Volusia. So we'll look to see, him, see if he can pick up a victory tonight. Word about Law Morton Buildings, late models in action. Uh, Wednesday night results. Don't have next up. Yeah, tonight Kyle, Saturday. Kyle Volusia. Strickler. He pick, I, Strickler will pick up the win on Wednesday night. Yeah, I missed got, that got about cut off his finger. He, I, well, it wasn't on the press. I did that today and forgot to send it to you. Well, Sorry. Usually, usually I go back through <laughs> before we start. So that's my fault entirely. Uh, the nine-fingered bomber picking up the win last night. Uh, like I said, looking to see if Devin can pick up a victory tonight down at Volusia Speedway Park. Uh, USAC midget action. Buddy Kofoid won the season opener that was rained late after 13 laps Friday night and then completed Saturday afternoon at Bubba Raceway Park. Buddy been on a tear, looking to see his, his year going good. Saturday night's action was rained out and postponed to Monday night. And after all that, Timez, Thomas Meserol picked up the win after leading all 30 laps. Chris Windham finished second, followed by Buddy Kofoid. In NASCAR action, Kyle Busch. Came from third to win the Bush Clash after Chase Elliott and Ryan Blaney got together racing for the lead in the final chicane on the final lap. Uh, in qualifying for the Daytona 500, looks like Alex Bowman picked up the pole with William Byron starting his outside on for Sunday's Daytona 500. The rest of the starting positions will be determined via the dual 150s, which have gotten underway. Uh, they'll run both of those tonight and set the remaining 40-car field for the Daytona 500. And that'll do it for tonight's racing roundup on the Hammerdown Racing Report. Let's uh, let's bring up Brian Ruhlman now. Brian, are you there? Yep. I like it when things work. Some things work. Yay. My mouse doesn't work, but the phone's working, so that's good. <laughs> Brian Ruhlman joining us uh, once again. And I, my first question for you is, uh, what are you calling yourself these days? Are you a sprint car driver? Are you a modified driver? Are you a late model driver? What what uh, what do you call it? What do you classify yourself as? I'm a triple threat or now. Triple <laughs> 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 oh, like, like <laughs> Last year, our, our goal, my goal has been to win in all divisions. Okay, so last year we won three in the late model, we won three in the four ten sprint, we won one in the crate sprint, and we won two in the modified. So I, I won in everything I own. So that's like so a that was quadruple that. threat. Well, yeah, if they're the crate and the four ten are both non wing sprints. Well, so we got a total of nine features a, among you know four divisions. So. Don't short call yourself. Call that a Ruleman Grand Slam. <laughs> a Ruleman hat trick. So, yeah, you know. Well, you know, I'll tell you. You know, the guys that are really the the true racers. You know, the AJ Foyts, the Kenny Schraders, the Tony Stewart. You know, the guys that can get into any car whether it's pavement asphalt sprints late models midgets whatever you know that's i always had a greater respect for those kind of drivers and uh you know and that was you know when we got into the sprints try something different and learn it and try and get good at it have you ever run uh, on pavement raced on pavement yeah yeah we uh that's right you did spartan speedway Uh, you did you did at least the street stock there but have you done any anything else 
No, we did a, uh, we actually took our modified to Spartan one time and put some used tires on it and won a heat race and was running third in the feature and got taken out. But, um, was that your, uh, your dirt modified racing against the pavement modified? Yeah. Yeah. We had some friends that, uh, there was a, uh, a memorial race and it was on a Sunday and they wanted me to take my stuff up there. And I said, oh, I'm not going to buy tires. And I said, well, we'll get you some takeoffs and you can go up and run around there and, yeah, we uh, we have a heat race win at Spartan Speedway and a dirt modified. Interesting. How do you set that? I mean, did you do a lot of different setup uh, on the car for that, or you just kind of just? No, we literally bolted four used <laughs> nine seventy tires on it, and uh, um, you know, and I think you know our stuff turns really good. Our, our front suspension steers really well. So, um, which is a, kind of a funny story that um, we won the heat race and we we're supposed to start on the pole. And the uh, the track owner come over and he says, hey, he says, there's a lot of these guys here that really are not happy with you and your car. And, and I said, why not? And he said, well, it moves too much. You know, it's up <laughs> in the air and and that. And, uh, you know, they're afraid they can't see around you. So they asked if you wouldn't mind starting at the back. And I thought for a minute and I said, you know what? I said, I'll start as far many positions back as you, as you want. As long as you'll pay me that many positions forward at the pay window, I'll start wherever you want me to. And uh, this is Jim Leisure was the owner at the point. And he kind of thought for a minute, and he says, well, that's them guys. You're going to start on the pole. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like I say, we let it for a while, and then we got roughed up and dumped and came from the back, and I think we ended up finishing, I don't know, fifth or sixth, somewhere in there. But, um, yeah, they don't like dirt guys. No, no I don't know why. Would, no. you, would you do that again? <laughs> If uh, the opportunity came up, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. It's really boring. Um, <laughs> That's why they it, don't like, like those dirt guys. You just said it's boring. It's like driving around a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no, I, I think I've had my fill of that. All right. So you're sticking to the dirt. Uh, speaking Ryan, of the, uh, the end of October, uh, Sandusky Speedway is supposed to be running kind of a, a cheers night sort of a run what you brung um any interest in doing something like that if you if you're not running somewhere else well you know i'll tell you that the problem with the whole run what you brung thing is you know the expense of doing it for one race um you know if it was a you know you bring your ump car or whatever and you know uh that i wouldn't mind that but the expense of doing all the lexan and the sideboards and all that it's just no, nobody says you have to do all that. You can just bring it as a UMP. Well, I'm not going to go there if I don't have <laughs> a fair chance of winning. <laughs> all right. Well, you seem to do, you seem to do pretty good at Spartan yeah, against the, the payment good. guys. Yeah, your stuff turns good. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, we'll see. You know, it's you know the last couple of years, it's just been all about having fun. You know, we work our butts off in the shop all week and. You know, going racing is kind of our relaxation. Well, um, how relaxing we, was we it? We did. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, we, we ended up taking three cars to a couple different tracks. We ran, at I-96, we ran the 410 Sprint, the Modified, and the Late Model. And then we went to Lernerville and ran the Crate Sprint, the Modified, and the Late Model. And that was just Veronica and I. Um, All on the same night? Uh, Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, uh, let's see, at uh, N96, we won the late model, ran, I think, fifth in the modified and sixth, fifth or sixth in the sprint. 
And then at Lernerville, we won the modified, ran second in the sprint, and ended up pulling off in the late model. We need to get you a compact uh, or something. That's like the only thing you don't have. I, I'm trying to find a mini wedge ride. <laughs> okay. <laughs> something I can put on like a snowmobile suit. Oh, <laughs> uh, would, would your head like be poking out through the top? I think there'd be a lot of me poking out everywhere. <laughs> Ryan, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just not going to go there because paybacks, you know, you know about paybacks. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so you went down uh, to Florida and uh, to run the the Dirt Car Nationals with the the modifieds there. There is a lot of big names down there, and I mean, it, there always is for for some reason. Uh, the modifieds seem to attract a, a lot of of attention, uh, but uh, I mean, how? Uh, give us, give us. Uh, your rundown on how things went for you down there. Well, it, we didn't run as well as we'd hoped to, but, uh, you know, looking back at it, we made the feature every night through the heat race, you know, and there's a hundred cars and the best of the best, but we were finishing second or third in the heat, not winning the heat. So when you have eight heat races and you finish third, that starts you, you know, as far back as 24. <laughs> um, and you got, you know, 20 laps to try and pass the best of the guys that are there. Um, you know, we had one night, we started 21st and we got to 11th and then had a right rear start going down, which blew out on the last lap. So we ended up finishing last, um, had another night. We started ninth, got to fifth, ended up seventh. Um, another night we drove from 17th to 11th, I think. Um, so we were decent. They put new clay on the track and it acts way different than, uh, than the old stuff. So we were, uh, you know, a little behind on that. Okay. How, uh, how crazy were those car counts? I thought, I think I saw 96, uh, uh, for Friday night. Yeah, there was between 90 and a hundred every night. And I mean, it was a who's who of modified, which is amazing because they pay a thousand dollars to win. <laughs> and I think a hundred dollars to start. Yeah. I, well, so, we had, you uh, had Ken Schrader, Joey Logano showed up for one of those, or maybe two of the nights. Um, uh, Kenny Wallace, uh, Taylor Cook. I mean, I, Nick Hoff. I mean, everybody was was there. Yeah, and it's you know, I mean, that's the thing. You go there to race. You know, if we if we're in this to make money, I just stayed home in the shop and worked. So. Okay. <laughs> but did you have fun? It, and on the upside, it never snowed a single night, did it? <laughs> I'll tell you what. It got got to thirty one degrees the one night. Wow. I mean, it Ooh. was cold. Yeah, uh, the first night there, it got down to 34. The second night, it got down to 31, and then it rained, and then it turned to 85 and, and muggy. So. Surprise, Florida wouldn't uh, close down if it got down to 31. Yeah, no, it was, uh, you know, it was good to get out. It was good to sit down in a restaurant and eat like a normal person, and, you know, uh, things were a lot more lax uh, down there, so. So you said, uh, you know, it's the, the best of the best uh, was down there. Who, in your opinion, is the best in, in a modified, besides yourself, obviously? Well, you know, yeah, I mean, Nick Hoffman's made us all look stupid down there the last <laughs> few years. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if I would say Nick is a better driver, but he is a, he's a really good driver, and he is really good at his race car. Um, UMP is not so much very good at, Checking the bodies, <laughs> I'll say also. Um, they had some stuff that was getting through tech that uh, I'm pretty sure I couldn't get through with. 
Um, and when the track's really slick and a big half mile like that, down forces everything. And, uh, you know, I mean, Nick had four tenths of a second on everybody in the field. Um, you know, the rest of us were all right there, you know, within a couple thousandths of each other, whether it's, you know, Stremmy, Tyler Nicely, uh, McKinney, you know, there's, there's a group of about probably 30 of us that could win a race any night and we were all right there. So but, uh, what, what is it about the modifieds you think that uh, brings all these people to come and race for a thousand dollars to win? Well, you know, they're, they're a lot cheaper to run than a late model. They're a lot of fun and they're very simple. You know, it's not, uh, you know, they don't take the, the work and maintenance like a late model does. Well, but you work on all that stuff. So it's like, that doesn't, doesn't really, shouldn't matter to you at all. Uh, do you, I mean, I, I, I know we've asked you this before. I asked you, what do you enjoy driving the most? And I think your answer is you like them all. Um, but I mean, obviously you still have a lot of enjoyment running the modified because you still do it. Well, you know, to give a comparison, like the, the late model versus the modified, they drive very similar, but the modified is a little bit slower. So if you're good and comfortable in, in a late model, then a modified is kind of like driving one in slow motion. <laughs> um, you know, which, you know, you get a guy like, you know, Kyle Strickler now. You know, he's run late model stuff. You get back in the modified, and now it's like you're Superman. Um, you know, Nick Hoffman did the same thing. You know, he ran some late model stuff, so it makes driving the modified a lot easier. It's a lot of the, uh, the sprint car guys uh, say the same thing about when going from a 410 back to a 305, it's like driving in, in slow motion. Yeah, and we had that, you know, with our 410 versus our crate, um, which we ran, I think we ran five nights of that and had a win in four, four seconds um, with that car. So it's, uh, you know, make it slowly, like say, slow motion of what the, the big car is. Now you mentioned uh, Kyle Strickler. Last uh, Wednesday, I believe it was, was it Wednesday night? I think it was. He had uh, an incident with his finger there that we were talking about. Uh, did you, were you familiar with uh, what happened there? Did you see any of that? Yeah, we're, I'm pretty good friends with Kyle. Yeah, he, he told me about it the next day there. Um, I guess he was positioning his uh, pit lift and got his fingers caught in the thing when his, one of the crew guys moved it up or down and it nipped off about half inch of his uh, one middle finger. Um, so it, it was stuck on there enough that, uh, you know, they got it to come back on and stitch it back on. And he uh, cut the middle finger out of his glove and had a bunch of, you know, tape and gauze and stuff on it. But, uh, and ended up yeah, coming back uh, from the hospital and finishing third that night. Yeah, yeah, he uh, he got back there, which, you know, he's a little goofy as it is, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> have, but, have a good you, kid and really talented. Have you ever had anything like that happen to you where you had something, you know, you get hurt and then come back to the track and do really well? No, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. But now yeah. i still got all my fingers and toes. Still got all your fingers. Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, never broken anything, so... <laughs> I guess we're, uh, okay. Headlines tomorrow. Way. Brian Woolman could still count to 10. <laughs> oh yeah. I like count to 20, 21, maybe. Whoa, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. uh, so, uh, let's uh, switch gears here and, uh, talk about, uh, your plans for, for this year. 
Um, do you, do you plan to, to, uh, do the same thing, run all three or three or four of your different, uh, cars, different classes? Uh, is there one maybe that you're, uh, going to try and focus on a little more, any series you're going to run? Uh, what, what are your plans for this year? I think we're just going to pick and choose, you know, which is kind of what we did last year. Other than we, we ran that sprint series. Um, you know, if we feel like, Taking the late model out, we'll dig it out and put it in the trailer. If we feel like running the modified, we'll go run it. If we feel like running the sprint car, um, you know, and we may do some running out east. Uh, a lot of the tracks out there went to UMP sanctioning for the modifieds. So we can take either the modified and the late model. We can take the modified and the crate sprint. Um, I-96 has a bunch of shows where they're running late models and 410 sprints. I think they have five non uh, non-wing sprint shows and they're running late models along with them um, we had a lot of fun there last year um, you know track was good the people were nice and uh, pays well so um, you know we'll just have to see you know we may you know we may run to oak jade we may run to attica we may just it's, it's hard to say we're just going to kind of do what we feel like doing have you heard of uh, the, the Sprints on Ice deal, the Great Lakes Super Sprints, uh, planning and doing something like that next winter? Uh, any? I is, heard some of that. Is any interest in that for you, or is that something that you're just totally not into? No, that's too freaking cold. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks so cool, though. If it was warm, I think it would be pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, that, and when it gets to June, we'll do that, but it'll be dirt instead of snow. Uh, it'll be water instead of snow. <laughs> well, probably on that track. And, 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 you could have, and you could have a test track just down the road. Yeah. Okay, then. You do have a lot of lakes <laughs> in your lake. area there. Yeah. Clark Lake, as a matter of fact. Is that an yep. actual lake, or is that just a town? No, it's, uh, there's water and everything there. Oh, okay. Water, so, fish, boats, all that stuff. Oh, so it's like real water. Yep. Hey, Brian, you keep talking about the, the crate sprint car. What motor are you guys mm-hmm. running the notes? That's a 602 sealed crate motor. And how, how many races so a year typically will you get in and something like that? Um, They run, the series runs up to about 25 races. They take your top I think your top 15 or top 12 uh, finishes. Uh, and we've run maybe between six and 10 uh, races uh, every year with that. My brother and my nephew run that series. So, Are you seeing um, that turn into a, a affordable way for guys to get into a sprint car class? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And in fact, both the, the even the 410 car, uh, sprint cars are, are way cheaper. Um, we have three sprint cars here, the one crate and two four tens. And I have less money in all three of them combined than I do in one modified. Wow. So they're, yeah, they're way cheaper. They're way easier to maintain. Um, but the crate deal, I mean, yeah, you can build one of those brand new for under $15,000 race ready. Wow. Awesome. uh, Brian, are are those carbureted? Yeah. The, uh, the crate one has a, uh, it's a, uh, spec carburetor 750 on alcohol um they have a spec fuel they have spec tire they got a spec shock um they keep everything you know pretty good eye on everything so uh you know it's really you know fair competition you don't have anybody out spending and anybody else 
Any uh, any plans uh, to run any boss shows this year? Yeah, you know, there's a few that I want to try and hit. Um, you know, their schedules kind of moved around a little bit. They went a little bit east and south, and uh, but I think they still have some stuff up in Michigan. But um, you know, there there's a lot of talent in that series. Um, you know, the MTS series or the, the Great Lakes traditional sprints. There's there's some good talent, but I, I, it's not as deep yet as like the Boss series. But I think it's going to grow to that pretty quick. Um, you know, got guys like Dustin Daggett that ran a few. I guess he's going to run most of the series, and um, you know, some of the other uh, uh, GLSS guys are going to have non-wing cars. So uh, I, think, I see the depth of competition in the GLTS getting better too. With that said, is there any thoughts of you put, putting a wing on top of yours and, and seeing what you can do against the Great Lakes Super Sprint guys? No, I've never, don't really have the interest in that. Um, the thing I like about the non-wing sprint is there's absolutely no, no downforce. Um, you have everything you could ever ask for in a race car in excess, and it's all up to the driver managing that. Um, it's not who can hold the thing wide open and steer it. Um, you know, I mean, if you try that, you may be doing wheelies, you may be upside down, you just don't know. That, that was one of the things I fell in love with non-wing sprints when I was announcing at Waynesfield. Guys like, uh, you know, Timez and Matt Westball, guys that had a lot of USAC experience where, you know, the guys dominated, but you had guys like Devin Doby that would show up with crate motor and finish top five, top three, and start opening people's eyes. So that I, I completely understand that's, that's a neat deal about the non-wing cars. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but with the wing, though, if you do get upside down, that gives you a little extra cushioning on above your head there. You know, they, they people said that, but uh, you know, I always figure you try best try to not get upside down. Yeah, keep the wheels on the ground. That's probably the best way to do it. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Is there a, a, any uh, single event you're looking uh, forward to this season? Uh, just getting out and, and just being able to race without having to worry about you know masks and shutdowns and all that. I hope we can get back to just regular life again. Hopefully soon. I'm, I'm thinking probably not yeah, so. at the beginning of the season, but um, maybe maybe halfway through or toward the end, things will get back to normal, fingers crossed. I mean, it would be great yeah, if it was knows. before then, but, yeah, yeah, nobody really knows. But uh, Yeah, nothing would surprise me at this point. Yeah. Uh, as far as your uh, your race uh, calendar goes right now, what uh, what do you, what is the next race uh, you plan on uh, competing in? Well, we signed up for that Bristol deal, but oh, I don't you? know if we're going to go to that. Yeah, it was one of those deals. They'd that, that opened up, and it was like you had about 15 minutes to decide whether you wanted to sign up or not, you know, because it would fill up so quick. So, uh, well, it's worst case, I'll lose a couple hundred bucks. So we went ahead and signed up, but uh, we're so busy in the shop right now that uh, what, uh, we which car were you going to were you going to run there? The late model? Uh, the modified. Modified? Okay. No, yeah, the modified. We had we ran the late model down there in 2000 when they first put dirt on it. Did you? And, uh, yeah, it's uh, it was a really different from what I expected. I figured it would be a place similar to Eldora, but it's it's a real paper clip. Um, so the corners are way tighter. The straightaways are longer. Um, we fought for whatever the two or three days we were there trying to get the car to turn. And by the time we figured it out, we were starting, you know, tail of the main and drove up through and missed getting in by one spot. But, uh, you know, it was a, it was a different deal. Um, I think they're going to, they, they've learned from that and I think it's going to be a lot better 
uh, you know, they're, they're not going to have the track as fast. They're not going to have it as banked. Um, so was that yeah, the, we'll see if it's that. Was, was that the fastest track that uh, you have ever run on? Um, no, I mean, fastest, you know, we were at Syracuse. We ran that, which I think we were, I don't know, 170 some mile an hour back then. At all? Holy In fact, God. I think you were, you were out there, Ron. <laughs> I yeah, think so. Yeah, in fact, I think that's where I yeah, first yeah. got teal on the front of my nose. <laughs> so, yeah, how'd you do that? No, we, we ran six in that both years. They ran at 95 and 96. And uh, yep. so that was that was a little bit of fun. It was uh, kind of a treacherous deal. Um, but uh, as far as the forces involved, uh, Bristol is excessive. <laughs> uh, the way they had the track before. I mean, the, the, they were break, breaking centers out of the wheels. They were ripping the axle snouts right off the, the hubs. And uh, so, yeah, it's uh, it definitely had a lot of force there. Uh, I guess it was probably pretty hard on the engines, too, unless uh, you had it geared right. Well, back then we didn't have the traction and, and that like we do today. You know, the, the bodies weren't nearly as good. We didn't have the, you know, the cars weren't all reared up and, in an uh, aerodynamic attitude like they do now. So it was more trying to get the car to rotate. And the harder you tried to get it to rotate, the worse it was going to break the center out of the right rear wheel. Well, no, no, what I think would be cool to see there, and I, and Ron might like this too, to do uh, outlaw late models with the big sideboards at Bristol and oh, see how buddy. fast they would go. Oh. <laughs> That'd be frightening. <laughs> Would you do it? Yeah, I think I'd watch that. I think I'd watch that one from the stands. What about you, Ron? Would you would you do it? We ran an outlaw show at Hartford a lot of years ago. I I, I would be very apprehensive about about Bristol. I I just yeah, I think I'd pass on that one. Wow, I'm surprised. Just, I thought you were fearless. I am, but you know, so, so, Somewhere self preservation must be must somewhere be old age and wisdom has to overcome youth and exuberance. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, Brian. Well, uh, we appreciate the time tonight, and uh, I hope that uh, you get caught up in the shop. You still got uh, what, like two months? And well, no, I guess it's about a month, isn't it? It's like next month. Uh, is yeah, we've thing. got uh, we've got about nine cars to do right now, and uh, so we're we're actually we're trying to find a. a fabricator if uh, anybody knows if anybody wants a uh, metal fabrication job we got a position open i think ron does that kind of stuff but i don't think he's looking for a job i heard he's a little slow though <laughs> oh, he's old he's old you know oh man <laughs> love you ron <laughs> Well, we hope to see you Boy, at Bristol. That's one I owe to Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, may, Brian may stay away from uh, um, Oakshade this year, just uh, not get any payback. Yeah. Or maybe this could be fun to see if you do show up there. We have something to watch. Keep an eye on that uh, that 49 and 35 car uh, if they get uh, close on the track. <laughs> But uh, anyway, uh, so uh, what else uh, going on in your shop? Uh, give give yourself a, a plug there for for Roman race cars too. Well, while we got you. Well, it's been uh, actually the last few months. It's just been Veronica and I. Uh, we've been 
I think we've got, before we left for Florida, we had 11 cars that we got out of here, and we've got, let's say, about eight or nine more to do. A um, little variety of everything. We've got uh, been doing some new late models, been doing some new modifieds, we've got some Eldora stock car stuff, a um, little bit of everything. So, and, and do you sell parts and all that stuff too? And um, how can people get, oh, yeah. a, get a hold of uh, of Brian Ruhlman and Ruhlman Race Cars? Uh, you can just look us up on uh, Facebook or on the internet uh, and uh, just give us a call. All right, man. Well, uh, good luck this year in uh, in all of your cars. And uh, we hope for another, uh, what were we calling it? Uh, uh, Roman hat trick. Roman hat trick, yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right, guys. All right. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. We'll see thanks, Brian. Brian Ruhlman once again. And, uh, the, and we, yeah, we coined a new tune, uh, new uh, term tonight. I like that. The Ruhlman hat trick. I'm going to forget some updates it, so. there in the chat there. Uh, Devin Moran won, his fir- won the heat race first, uh, number one heat race now tonight. Now rain is falling. So Devin's luck this oh, year okay. seems to be going crazy. Uh, King nice. of the 360s is also underway down at uh, East Bay Raceway Park. Right now, uh, practice has begun. 360 sprints right now. Cody Bova, the quickest overall with them. So I wonder if it's raining at Daytona, if it's raining at Daytona is still showing green with 23 laps in. Eric Almarola leads. All right. Well, and that's the first uh, of the two races, right? First of the two two duels. That's correct. Uh, 60 laps, 150 miles. It may be raining Uh, Daytona soon. That's uh, what Dave says. Right. Amarola, Logano, McDowell, uh, De Benedetto, and Denny Hamlin, your top five with Christopher Christopher Bell just outside the top five and six currently. All right. Well, we got some uh, racing news to bust through here, and uh, then we'll do uh, how many? It's another chance to win a Big D's pizza. And uh, yeah, and, and we got some interesting stuff uh, that we'll kind of talk about here uh, with, with the news. Uh, speaking of the Great Lakes Super Sprints, um, they uh, didn't. Why do I feel like I said this last week? Didn't I just say that last week? I feel week? like you covered this last week. I thought I did too. Did I just not delete stuff? I or... think you forgot to delete the, the Great Lakes Super Sprint <laughs> stuff off there. It I looks think like I did, got... yeah. I was like, wait a minute. They, they did that last week. All right, never mind. Uh, their schedules are out. We talked about that last week. It was out last week. <laughs> Get an extra plug there. Uh, you yeah. update your teleprompter, Burp Skip. Yeah. Uh, Natalie Decker, she uh, announced what she's going to be doing, and uh, I was kind of surprised by this. Um, she's going to be moving up to the Xfinity Series for at least five races, running the uh, number 23 car. Um, during the offseason, that team made the switch to Ford. It's going to be driven by Jason White during uh, the first race on the Daytona Oval. Uh, is that right? Then the following week, uh, Decker will climb into the number 23 uh, on the road course. That's right. Yeah. So Decker's not going to be in it this week. She'll be uh, making her debut next week at the road course and uh, run uh, five races here at the beginning of the season. So I don't know. You, you guys uh, think she's deserving of a um, uh, an Xfinity ride at this point in her career? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Scott, she's run really well. Um in not absolutely first class equipment, uh, I, I think she's earned it. And uh, in this day and age, you really don't have to earn your way in anyway. There's uh, a lot of racers 
So you just went from uh, complimenting. Less, you went probably from, less talented than Hunter. You went from complimenting her to not really complimenting her. That just took a major nosedive there. Uh, Flat Rock Speedway is going to uh, move up the start time for its first three Saturday races. Uh, regular start time, 7 o'clock uh, for their Saturday races. It's going to be 4 o'clock for May 1st, 8th, and 15th. So an earlier start time uh, there up at the Rock, uh, the Level Pebble, whatever you want to call it. I don't believe they ran any races last year because of the uh, the pandemic. No. So be nice to get some cars back uh, up there at Flat That would Rock. be because they're anticipating a curfew for a while? Maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess that makes sense. That would make sense. Hey, in Ohio, we lifted ours yeah. today, so I'm excited about that. Woo-hoo. Yeah, I was I was going to ask, uh, was there anything other than the curfew that uh, your governor talked about? I didn't see. I was working. Yeah, I, I didn't watch. Okay. I just they lifted the curfew, seeing the news, and, you know, that, that cases have come down enough, so... I'm hoping that's going to be continue that trend. I, I mean, I'm seeing signs a little bit all over the place. The people are getting a, a little more comfortable, shall we say? Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully. I, I was hoping that Ohio kind of followed Iowa's lead, where the governor said, "Look, folks, just use your own common sense, and I'm lifting any uh, mandatory orders." And uh, I. I think there's a lot of states looking at, at that, and uh, certainly I'm sure the racetracks in our area are hoping that um, our area's governors do that. Well, definitely, yeah, yeah. Don't want the curfew because you don't want to have to run out of time. Or uh, Dirt tracks, uh, starting early for Flat Rock isn't too big of a deal uh, because, you know, they don't. it's a pavement track. I mean, the, the track conditions will change with the heat from the sun and everything, but the reason dirt tracks don't run that early, although this early in the season, it may not make that big a difference is because the heat of the sun dries out the track a lot more where in the evenings they can retain. I don't, I don't know moisture. if you've noticed Scott pavement, pavement tracks can spend a huge amount of time uh, cleaning up wrecks because the, the track has to be pretty much Spotless. clear of yeah. any debris, any moisture, any dirt. So yeah, pavement tracks have some issues too. Uh, with program getting out of control. Yeah, but uh, it's not necessarily a weather deal in that case. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, Mill Street Speedway is set to release their 2021 schedule next week. Uh, Scott Warner's back from uh, his uh, personal business uh, he had to take care of, and uh, he's got a couple of uh, T's to cross, some I's to dot, uh, but it sounds like he's pretty excited. I haven't seen the schedule myself. He kind of was telling me a little bit about it, and it sounds uh, it sounds pretty exciting. I, I'm looking forward to seeing that whole schedule. Uh, it'll be Wednesday at the latest. I expect it to come out probably before uh, their Facebook Live on uh, Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. So keep an eye early next week uh, on their uh, their website, millstreamspeedway.net, or their Facebook, follow them on Twitter, all that stuff. Uh, Oakshade also released a few dates uh, for the 2021 race schedule. Of course, uh, opening night has been announced for April 24th, which I presume uh, will be the Bill Reckner Memorial as it typically is, but I don't have any details on that yet. They're still putting some finishing touches on uh, their schedule. Uh, They have uh, posted three Oakshade Attica late model challenge series nights and, of course, uh, the previously announced birthday race on July 17th, I do believe. All those dates Available on the website, oakshaderaceway.com. 
Hoserville, Ohio has uh, made the decision not to hold the 18th annual injured driver's benefit auction on March 6th as originally uh, planned due to health department restrictions. Uh, if you may recall the Hoserville, Ohio auction uh, that benefits injured drivers, uh, uh, Dwayne's uh, deal there, Dwayne Hancock, used to go on at the uh, the car show, the uh, mall in Bowling Green, and then you know once that stopped, he moved it to uh, the uh, some deal at uh, Fremont Speedway and was doing it there. And now we got originally Tiffin. started the Hoserville auction in Tiffin, then we Tiffin, moved yeah. it to Bowling Green, yeah. and then and then yeah, down to the Fremont Speedway. So, so tough deal there, but. Um, there are going to be a handful of smaller replacement auctions uh, for the year. The first one's going to be an online auction that's going to kick off uh, the first part of March. Second one's tentatively scheduled for April 10th at Attica Raceway Park as uh, part of the Spring Nationals. And third one's tentatively scheduled for June 5th as part of the Fremont Speedway Hall of Fame night. And if uh, enough items are donated, there could be more auctions uh, throughout the year. Uh, we'll keep you updated on all that. And, and if you have donations, get a hold yeah. of Dwayne on Facebook and, and not, not the short hose of Ohio either. There's a couple other great groups in Ohio, the Dayton Auto race fans. Uh, they also have a great, uh, injured drivers fund, but any of those, if you got items, racing items, you'd want to donate to either one of them. They both have great auctions every year and, and the funds go back to the racers from Ohio. So it, it's, it's, a, it's unfortunate that we have to have injured drivers funds like that, but those guys do an amazing job in, in both organizations. Absolutely. And if you can't get a hold of Dwayne or you don't know how, uh, you can't find him, uh, contact one of us and, and we'll get you in touch with them. We can absolutely, uh, the Daytona weekend schedule, uh, of course the, uh, duels, they're actually this year called the blue green vacation duels. I missed the Gatorade thing and I, they keep changing. I kind of do too. <laughs> yeah. So that started tonight at seven. You got an update on that, uh, Jerry? Uh, let's see here. We'll come back to you. We'll come back to you. Uh, Tyler Reddick leads after 35 laps with Daniel Suarez second. Ryan Priest third. Eric Jones fourth. Kyle Larson currently runs fifth. Looks like pit stops Ooh. are underway. So Tyler Reddick, that's, that's Ron's yes. guy. Dirt track guy. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tomorrow night at 730 on FS1 is going to be the uh, NASCAR Camping World Truck Series race. Arkham Menard Series uh, race at it's uh, 1.30 p.m. on Saturday afternoon. That's going to be on FS1. Also on FS1 will be the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Uh, that's also Saturday. That'll be at 5 p.m. And then, of course, the Daytona 500 on Sunday afternoon at 2.30. And that will be on the Mothership Network, Fox, not the cable network. So there you go. And, of course, as we mentioned earlier, Alex Bowman, or Bowman, Bowman? Alex Bowman and William Byron are your front row for the uh, – Daytona 500 this year. And finally, before we get to uh, this week's How Many and a chance to win a Big D's pizza, there was uh, one story I came across. I found this this kind of interesting and kind of want to get your guys' opinion on this too. Um, Land of Legends Raceway in Canandaigua, Canandaigua, New York. Canandaigua, New York. That's what I just said. Uh, they're going to be offering yep. free live coverage of all their races this year. Live streaming. Promoter Paul Cole believes this will help get new fans in the stands and at the same time provide more value to his sponsors, uh, you know, that he sells uh, to, to sponsor the track and also the sponsors of the race teams. 
Uh, he's hoping to attract new fans that have never been uh, to the track with the free streaming. Uh, he says, quote, watching in person is a better experience than watching it online. Uh, the broadcast will be well-produced and not just uh, someone hitting record on a camera. And uh, he believes uh, this investment is going to pay off in the future. What, uh, what, I mean, this has a lot of impacts on, on different things. I mean, people may not go to the track and, because they can just watch it for free on, on, online. It may impact other streaming services that are, you know, the pay to, uh, pay to view uh, services. Uh, what, do, what do you guys think about this? I, I kind of well, like it. it opens the doors. Go ahead, Ron. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Ron. <laughs> Canadague was a fun track. Um, nice facility. Um, it, it will lend itself well to uh, to that kind of coverage. And uh, I applaud the guy for, for stepping up and uh, trying to do something to bring fans back to dirt tracks. I agree with you. Old tracks in I agree with you. What do you think, Jerry? I, I like it because it's a way, you know, if you have family that lives across the country in California, they're not going to be able to come watch you on a set Friday or Saturday night at a local dirt track. This is a way for those people to be able to see the races. And, and at the same time, yeah, it may take a few of your people out of the stands that would have normally been at the track. It's going to open the eyes of other people in the, in the local area and hopefully bring them to replace those fans plus some. Plus it gives you a chance to sell some yep. merchandise to people across the country that if their son, daughter, cousin, aunt, uncle, whatever yeah. is racing there. So it, 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 I think it's a good deal all the way around. And as a uh, as a broadcaster and you're doing this yourself, you could insert your own commercials on that as a way to further enhance your track sponsors or, or, or anything else. I mean, it, it's got some interesting possibilities and might be something that uh, local track – uh, folks uh, maybe uh, look into. I wonder if he's using his uh, local track announcer, Scott, or if, I'm if not he's sure. going to have I'm not, yeah, uh, I'm not sure. a dedicated uh, on-air team. It just said that uh, it was going to be a well-produced uh, broadcast and as, as opposed to just a guy with a camera there. So I, I don't I don't know sure. if that he's going to have a separate announcer or not, but or maybe the announcer will be, uh, you know, doing the announcing for the broadcast and then that'll just be broadcast where the speakers it's kind of it's there's there's different ways it could happen so i i'm guessing there's going to be a lot of people keeping an eye on it and seeing how it works out and you know maybe this will be something that catches on but then uh i mean how is that going to work for like uh uh like attica who has uh, all their races uh, available but that's a subscription there so i mean it it uh I don't know. I mean, to two totally different tracks, different. And the only thing that it would affect is if, you know, like the outlaws or the all-stars come into Canadagua because then they bring flow in. And Obviously, there's, there's the going to be some rights issues then at that yeah. point. I don't think the track will be able to broadcast the, the all-stars or the outlaws, but they'll be able to broadcast at their the local guys. Groups, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see how that uh, plays out. I saw that article and I thought it's, uh, it's kind of cool. It's something different, trying something throwing some stuff up against the wall, see if it sticks. So we shall see. How about we play how many? Fine. Anybody? Anybody want to play how many? We, we all done? No, because yeah, I did so wonderful at it last week. Okay. <laughs> well, last week's how many were, uh, how many total points were going to be scored in the Super Bowl? Um, and uh, one team held up their end of the bargain. The other team kind of laid a turd. Um. Well, you know they had 
all second string reject from the Browns from three years ago. That's is that what for their offense. <laughs> the offense the offensive line was oh. made up of three of the four guys were actually cuts from the Browns two years ago, three years ago. Oh, so and three years ago was yeah. that their uh, zero winning season? Yes, that would be that season. Okay. So, anyways, <laughs> the total points scored in uh, the Super Bowl last Sunday was forty. 31 to 9. Uh, I believe our guesses were, what, in the 70s as far as points? Uh, well, not all of us. Not no, 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 not yours. Uh, I guessed 75. Uh, Jerry picked uh, 77. But uh, Ron was a little closer. He had uh, 47. Devin actually picked seven, 73, Devin Moran, when he was on. Uh, and uh, the winner for the, uh, the on-show portion of things is Kathy. She picked uh, 38. She was two yeah. points off. How the heck did that happen? She needs to start placing some bets. Bets are legal up there in Michigan now, aren't they? I keep seeing commercials right? for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so congratulations to Kathy uh, on that. And our online winner was um, right here. Boom. Gretchen Knapp. She guessed 48. Ooh. So she was the closest uh, there. Just uh, eight above. So Congratulations. You get uh, Big D's Pizza over there mm -hmm. in Clyde and uh, just get with Dean Henry to get your pizza or call me because you're my brother's wife, so I kind of know you. <laughs> Rigged! Uh, no. Hey, it's all transparent. All the guesses are right there in the comments. So this week's how many? It's and, organic. And chance to win a Big D's Pizza is uh, we're for your Daytona 500s this uh this weekend, that's Super Bowl of racing. Even if you're you're not a NASCAR fan, that's fine. Uh, how many cars are going to finish on the lead lap? That's this week's how many. How many cars will finish on the lead lap? Yeah, I changed it from the prep I sent over to you earlier, Jerry. <laughs> so if you have a guess, uh, go ahead and put those in the comments of our Facebook Live. Uh, you can do that up until, we'll say, Sunday at noon. So if you're, if you're listening to us on uh, the podcast on uh Google Podcast, Spotify, whatever. Um, you still have time to get in. Just uh, log on to Facebook.com or go to HammerdownRacingReport.com and you can click on our Facebook link from there. Find the comments and put your guests in. As long as it's in before 12 noon, then you will be entered into uh, a chance to win that Big D's Pizza. If you can guess the same number as somebody else, it's, if it's already been guessed, it's all right. We'll spin the Big D's Pizza wheel to determine uh, the tiebreaker there. But you can only guess once. So if you guess more than once, you get the black flag. So let's uh, go around the room here. Uh, is Kathy uh, Kathy around since she won last week? I don't know. Uh, she, she's not here. Okay. I mean, she's wandering around somewhere. All right. Well, she wanders in. Let get her get her vote to, or get her guess as to how many cars okay. will finish. But uh, what what do you got, Ron? Twenty three. So just a little more in half the field, you're thinking. What do you got, Jerry? Yep. 26. Hmm. I'm going to go with, uh, I like 26. 26 is good. I'm going to go 27. I'm going to be optimistic. It's thinking going under, but I'm going to go with 27. I'm thinking the big one's wiping out 14 cars. Well, there could be multiple big ones and 10 cars finish. You, you never know. Right, and we're and we're almost certain to lose a couple on the last lap. Yeah, and this is the finishing, not finishing the race, but finishing on Ooh. the lead lap. Lead lap. 
So that's the the other. I, I just I just heard a voice that said seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah, well, she picked low last time, and it seemed to work for her. So we'll see. Yeah, she she's uh, she's watching. I don't know where she's watching from. Maybe on the TV. Who knows? Okay. <laughs> Maybe that's why your internet's uh, so messed up. She's she's using up your bandwidth there. That's it. Um, uh, coming up a week from Saturday, we have our first race in, uh, this neck of the woods since January 1st. It's, uh, Saturday, February 20th, the, uh, hangover race two, the twice, uh, delayed hangover race due to, uh, it not being cold enough. And now, hello, now it's cold enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the gates open at, or pits open at 9 a.m. for that main gate opens at 11 racing will be at 1 p.m. And general admission is going to be 12 bucks for that. There was a Twitter poll. I'm not sure if it's still up because I think it was a 24-hour deal as far as the track prep. And uh, he was leaving that up to people to decide. I know he called you, Ron, asking your opinion. But then he figured that your answer was probably what was going to benefit you the most. And uh, so the two choices. I just didn't want to see a bunch. I didn't want it to be a wreck fest. Okay. Well, and it may not even be a, an option at this point because I saw the forecast earlier tonight, and there, it looks like there's a couple snowstorms uh, we're supposed to get next week. So originally, the options were not to plow the track, and he was going to try and pack the snow in so it would be a hard pack uh, kind of deal, uh, or to plow the track to plow down to the just so you could see the dirt there. So, And I believe last I checked, the leave the, tra- leave the snow on the track was winning, um, but uh, if we get it, you know, multiple inches of snow next week, it may end up being to get the cars on the track. We're going to need to plow it. So, well, make sure to tune in Wednesday for the <laughs> broadcast uh, for an update on that. Uh, again, that'll be at uh, Millstream's uh, Facebook page. So, looking for that next week on the show. Uh, again, uh, we mentioned this earlier. We're going to be talking with Amber Balkan. She is a uh, driver from, young lady from uh, Canada, raced in um, Wisconsin, I do believe, won uh, the 410 track championship sprint car up uh, at a track there in in Wisconsin and uh, was running for Kyle Busch Motorsports. And you may recognize her name. She was on, uh, what's that show? The dri- Racing Wives. Racing Wives, yes, which I've never watched. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's awesome, though. We'll have to ask her about that. Uh, so she'll be our guest next week on the show. And uh, like I said before, she's got a big announcement on Tuesday as far as uh, what's going on with her racing. And uh, I don't know what that is. So it may be she's running go-karts or it could be maybe she's running the cup race. I don't know. We'll find out Tuesday. Uh, we'll talk about it on Thursday, 7 o'clock right here on the Hammerdown Racing Report. Thanks again to our associate producer who celebrated a birthday last week. Another thing I forgot to update on my prep there, Dave Kemmer. And, of course, field correspondents Matt Swander. Doug Dock, I haven't heard from in a while. Missing Doug Dock from Sandusky Speedway there. Uh, two weeks from tonight, we'll talk to Jay Steele. Uh, again, we mentioned that, safety director at Motor City Racing, Kalamazoo, and Nashville Speedways. And then uh, three weeks from tonight, um, if we get these uh, lined up, this is the plan. This is more of a roadmap at this point. Uh, I talked to Andy King from, uh, I guess he's just calling the Dirt Truck Series, uh, the, the former dirt track truck series DTTS. Gotcha. The former uh, dirt track dirt trucks that ran at Waynesfield, and did they run it? Uh, we ran a couple races at Lima. We we have okay. a couple scheduled for uh, last year, and then this year, yeah. as long as uh, the pandemic ceases. So 
So we'll talk to Andy about that. That's uh, three weeks from tonight. So we got a bunch of things in the works for upcoming shows. Uh, any updates, uh, final update here before uh, we go watch uh, some dual racing? Eight laps remaining. Fords dominate with Eric Amarola leading. Joey Logano second. Third is Matt, Matty D. Fourth, Rocket Matty Man D. Ryan Newman. All right. And Chris, Christopher Bell, your first Toyota, currently in fifth. Jamie McMurray, your first Chevrolet in sixth. Again, just eight laps remain in dual number one. Thanks again to Oakshade Raceway for uh, being our presenting sponsor for the remainder of this year, as a matter of fact. Looking forward to that schedule coming out. Also, thanks to Real Geese Silhouette Decoys. Check them out at realgeese.com. Millstream Speedway. Uh, again, they got the broadcast, a uh, live broadcast with an update for that race coming up a week from Saturday. The race is a week from Saturday. Live broadcast is next Wednesday. So uh, tune in to that Wednesday before the race to uh, get the latest on what's going to be going on with that. It's going to be interesting. Big D's Pizza and Clyde, give them a call, 419-547-1444. And, of course, Ron Miller Race Cars, the best around 734-856-7223 for all your race car needs. I can almost read that. King of the 360s, uh, East Bay Heat race number one is in the books. Dustin Gates wins with Connor Leffler second. Eric Riggins Jr. third. Uh, those three have transferred to the A-Main. Kale Conley, all the big names on the outside looking in here. Kale Conley, Carson McCarl, uh, Frank, Ryan Timms, and Justin Whitehall round out the field in Heat one, the Kings of the 360s. And I'm assuming it's still raining in Volusia. I haven't seen any updates from there. Yeah. Well, we'll go find out. We'll let you go. Uh, again, we'll be back next week with the Amber Balkan. And uh, for Ron Miller, Jerry Keezer, I'm Scott Hammer. Have a good night. I would say go support your local racetrack yeah, this weekend. This weekend folks. I would say go support your local track this weekend, but uh, uh, you could do so by staying warm and staying safe and then going to Mill Street the following weekend. How's that? Yeah, sound like a winner to me. And then Attica next month. Attica's starting up, uh, so looking forward to that. Um, I'm going to try and uh, press the, the button to get the close to fire here, so this is, could be a little <laughs> awkward since I'm having some issues getting that to happen. Um, so thanks for tuning in. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, YouTube, and we'll see you next week, 7 o'clock. We're out. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, all. You have been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report, available on demand on iTunes. Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.